Hello, Aminal fans. Welcome to this new podcast that we're trying out. I'm Design Viking, and we're bringing you this new show called The Sit Down. Today, we're joined by Chili Pengi, mm-hmm. Hidden Doggo, Sup, and a Spicy Habanero. Hi. So, just throwing out a topic there for you guys to start off. Um, Cyberpunk took a massive hit the other day, uh, losing 70% of its base audience. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Good. Good. I'll, uh, I'll jump right into it. Uh, since I'm the only one here besides Design Viking who's played the game, I've got the most hours. I've got 64 hours right now. I'm looking at my Steam library. Damn. And, like, yeah, the game's been out for a month and it's story-based and none of the DLC has to come out. So people have probably already beaten kind of the main quest. So I'm not surprised to see that the game's just taking a steep decline, you know, for people who aren't like going to be completionist, like I'm trying to be, or are interested in doing multiple playthroughs. They probably put enough hours in and have finished their first playthrough and probably just waiting for, do you, just, do you, think, probably for a DLC. Do you think that's why, or do you think it's cause like the bugs and all the bad press from um, like the endless amount of memes about it? Um, so I guess I can I'm probably gonna go on a rant here. So it's like threefold, right? Uh, they put out there's a poll out there that came out that people asked, like, "Are you still playing the game? Have you not?" So people who there's like take eleven percent of people who like stop playing the game aren't gonna play the game anymore. Uh, there are some people who are still playing it. There are some people who are done playing it, but they're just like they're waiting to like for like new stuff to come out, like for the DLC that's gonna be a free DLC that comes out this year. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people did step away from the game because it's it's buggy, it's crashed a lot and it just was like a a bad release there's no hiding it like it was just a bad release but as the game it's kind of going to be like no man's sky i feel like uh where where the dlc or like the updates kind of make the game a lot better yeah so like if you come back to the game like for after like a while not playing it you're like wow this feels nothing like how it was at the start because underneath all the bugs and the shitty release and just kind of like the memes because that's what they are they're just memes they're just like um What's that word? Exist- they're, they're just they're, like they're in the They're like it's like an over an exaggeration, right? Like you're just hyperbole. it's just it's a hyperbole, right? Because it's just the no one's gonna post clips of just nothing happening, right? People are just gonna post the clips of like the fucking game just folding onto itself and breaking. Like you know what I'm saying? Nobody cares of when it works. Everyone yeah. cares about when it, it breaks. But, uh, what do you exactly. think? Really? I actually, I actually do have a question. Uh, you say you're going to be one of those completionists. Uh, what actually do you like about the game that uh, maybe other people are overlooking, you know, through the bugs? I, I feel like, for the most part, compared to, like, other, like, quest-filled RPGs, like, you know, Skyrim or whatever, like, I care a lot about, like, the side quests and what goes on. Like, some of the side quests, honestly, if they were more fleshed out, could probably be a standalone game for another AAA company. Like... You feel it's that good? I feel like some of the side quests are like that good. Like it's like just ones? like if you had to pick one or two out. If I had to pick one or really like pop out. The side quests that for me that pop out, obviously any any of the ones that involve your love interests, like the possible love interests you can have in the game, those fleshed out could be the one with Judy or Pan Am, those are really good. Like she's kind of like Pan Am, she's excommunicated from her gang or whatever, so she's trying to get it back into their good graces and you kind of help her get back in her good graces and, and just, 
join kind of become part of them almost and she kind of offers you this choice to like run away with her and at that point you're like like you get the you get to the dialogue options you're like fuck okay like i don't care that i haven't beaten the game just fucking roll the credits i'm done here i'm satisfied like uh, <laughs> wow you know you know and the That's same thing with, with judy too like you feel like this kind of like interpersonal like level with them and you've and like they're video game characters like i'm fucking like i'm looking at my character's phone waiting for fucking judy or pan am to text me because i want to talk to them because i want to see what else is going to like be in store you know and wow so the, so you feel like they definitely make the game yeah they like they definitely make the game like like those two games could be their own game like uh those could have been the dlcs i feel if like they added like some more content in there it could have been like its own thing speaking yeah. of uh <laughs> Speaking of DLC or, or and that sort of nature of the beast, how do you guys feel about the the new MK11 DLC that's being dropped soon? The, to, the new uh, fighters. Just to confirm, what's being dropped in that DLC? Uh, in the MK11 DLC, I think it's I forgot the the fighter pack name. I'm gonna have to sit down and take a look at that. Hold on. Uh, so if you're referring to the Rain Melina uh, DLC, that was actually dropped a while ago. No, I'm, there's supposed to be a new DLC coming out soon. Well, yeah, we know there's a new one coming out. They just haven't revealed anything about it yet. Oh, you're right. The the Rain and the Rambo and <clears throat> yeah, Melina that, did that already, already come out. Yeah, that was already dropped. But what do you think the new um, one's going to be? The new one, uh, I'm leaning more towards based off of Ed Boon's hint. I would say, and I'm calling this now, it's going to be, you're going to hear it here on the Amino House first, guys. I'm calling right now Deathstroke for sure. Deathstroke? I Why? foresee Deathstroke in the game. Uh, well, I just feel like he meets the, he he kind of meets the whole aspect of Mortal Kombat. And also, you know, Right now, the whole thing with MK11 is that they're all about guest characters. And, I mean, to tie yeah. into that, we also have a new freaking, um, what's this movie series called coming in? The game, the... too. Uh, God. What, like DC? I'm going to have to take a seat. Down. I'm going to have to take a seat. Nah, I don't have to take a seat. I, um, I do agree, though. Which I the game. But uh, yeah. I would, I would truly want to see Deathstroke, you know, within the Mortal Kombat universe. It's just his persona, like his, his true, like his, just the way he carries it. It just fits like someone who would be in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> you mean also NetherRealm Studios has all, already uh, kind of worked on that character because I believe he was in the first Injustice game. Yeah, that, you can yes. add that. So they already have it there, so they can just move those. Uh, I mean, he was cancer know. in that game, though. <laughs> I don't want to see that well, shit. From a gameplay standpoint, yes, but like, absolutely. In terms but of like, stuff that's coming next, like I could totally see, like Deathstroke coming in. But MK11 is so janky. I feel like he would just be even more busted in this janky combo chainless world where once you finish your combos, it's like your character has a seizure and is unable to to run, do anything, move. I like MKX a lot better. So, what characters would each of you want to see besides Deathstroke for Chili? What characters would you want to see in MK11? That would be interesting. Honestly, me, uh, this might be one that we don't agree on. Uh, it is. I'm going back to a Batman character though, because. But I would actually want to see some kind of mid-range penguin. <laughs> okay, that's just funny. That's just funny. 
Uh, like, what have they come, done over the years? They've done not just including this Mortal Kombat, but like years past. So they've done one in Justice Two. Well, I'm not talking about Injustice. I'm talking about Mortal, oh, Kombat. About Mortal Kombat. So they've done they've done Jason. They've done Alien. They've done Predator, which was I think that was pretty good. I think it's kind of hard to top that, honestly. Uh, they've got what? They what they got this year? just this year alone? They have or just this MK alone? They've got Rambo, RoboCop. You know what? What are they gonna do? Fucking Judge Dredd um, next to, just to get more. Uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone so, cameos in. That's probably. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if like that's the next one. It's honestly just like Judge Dredd. Judge well, Judge know, Dredd. Let me let me sit down real quick and let me see actually what we have here. Hold on. I was uh, actually gonna say that my my uh my preferred character for MK11 would um. Uh, it would probably be Dutch from Predator One, just because I I want to see Arnold Schwarzenegger fight Sylvester Stallone in a game, yeah. or maybe um uh, Jean Claude Van Damme from Bloodsport. What's that guy's name? What's his name in the movie? I have I'll get back no to you. idea. <laughs> we'll get back to. But I would definitely love to see Jean Claude Van Damme versus <laughs> yeah. uh, versus do- Sylvester Stallone or something like, like- that. I do love though when Mortal Kombat brings this like '80s '90s feel from like their old game, and they just like they inject like the fucking the pop culture from back then into like their new game, like Terminator, Rambo, the fucking yeah. Alien movie, the Predator movies. Like, I want to see that like RoboCop. Like, it just it kind of fits into the world of like Mortal Kombat, especially Mortal Kombat 11, which is all about like jumping between the past and the future and all like all that stuff. So it'd be pretty cool. Um, I would, yeah, go for it. The results are I can bad. actually get His off name my is seat Frank now. Ducks, by the way. Uh, put Frank Ducks out there now. and make him whoop some uh, Sylvester Stallone slash Arnie but, uh, Supposedly, during my sit down, ironically, actually, there was uh, actually a current rumor uh, stating that Combat Pack 3, which is the Combat Pack which should be released, which should be releasing for this current uh, season, uh, should be, well, is supposedly. Take this with a grain of salt, everybody. Going to be containing Smoke, Havoc, Serena, and Deathstroke. I just, I just want to see Smoke in human form again. I hated Triborg. Yeah, yeah Triborg is weird. <laughs> I just like Smoke from MK9. He looked badass as shit. He had like the long, like white hair, the flowing like hair. Smoke. Yeah, yeah, he really looked like someone whose name would be Smoke. <laughs> he looked like a bad man. He's about to whoop some ass. How do you um? Hey, Chili, have you heard anything about the Sinnoh remakes? Currently? Yeah. As of right now, regarding the Sinnoh remakes, um, right now in the state of Pokemon, in the stage of Pokemon, better yet said, we're in a state of cold, dry, absolutely nothing has been said. We're in dead silence. I will open it up by like this as well. Um, we are currently in reveal season. And you know what I have to say about that? Game Freak can go fuck itself on that one. They always stay quiet and they never listen to the community. They never have anything to say. They just kind of like let it go. And then when the new game comes out, we get like some big news like Dexit, like what, a couple days before the the game launched? A couple weeks? Jelly? I I mean, that was a bit much. I felt like I was cut up there. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, um, besides what Dogo said, so as I was saying, we're in reveal season. 
So at this point in time, uh, at any second, any day, we can be shown something. Um, I actually prefer it this way. I don't like being told like, hey, yeah, this day we're getting this, this direct. Reason being, I like surprises. Yeah, I feel like we get a random announcement saying, oh, there's a direct next week. Oh, whoa, 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 no way, it's coming, it's happening, it's happening. It gives us all that hype. So that's currently what we're waiting on. As of right now, we do not have much confirming that Sino remakes are coming out this year. But what we do have is, you know, in-game hints themselves. Also, Jonoichi's Masuda Twitter, he's always tweeting things about, like, that, that look related to Sino. Example, um, he tweeted the other day, actually, maybe earlier this week. Uh, it was a picture of him sitting in a, in like a, looked like a country bar-looking thing. Um, and there was a picture of a Psyduck, and there was also some milk tank. Right off the bat, if you've played Diamond Pearl or Platinum, that immediately, immediately reminds you of the route where you have the 17 little annoying Psyducks, the five, I don't know how many it was, but they're there blocking the route to get to um, the city where, where Cynthia was born. I forgot the name of it. So, and then the mill tanks with that regarding that also have to do with the little diner that's next to that Psyduck page. Pod, Psyducks. So that's currently what we have. On top of that, um, Hal from old, not Hal, sorry, uh, Hop. It was either Hop or Hal. It was Hop. Hop or Hal, one of them had in um, the most recent games do have uh, a little Krogunk statue sitting in the house, which is very reminiscent of a Krogunk you will see in the Great March. So I'm leaning more towards us getting Sinnoh remakes this year. I don't think we are due for Gen 9 yet. I think Game Freak should take their times with those and maybe release that around 2024. That way they have a solid amount of time to build it up. And um, They're not going to do that. Know, anyway, so try to you know, make up for... But they aren't. You know they aren't going to do that. Game Freak is all about the Madden of... They are the Madden of uh, pocket monster games or games about like monster catching. They're going to drop something every one and a half years. That's, oh, that's that's already not true, actually, because last year we did not receive a whole new game. Yeah, we received a whole new game like what two years later, where we got half the half the roster because according to them we we couldn't uh we couldn't get the whole roster in one go. I actually was open for the Dexit. I hated it. I think I think it was actually needed. It gave some Pokemon actual chance to be used competitively. Because if we would have had the same Pokedex, Pokedex we had before, we would have had the same meta. I actually appreciate, you know, them releasing 400 at a time. So that way... But they made us pay DLC for it. As any other company would. But no, 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 no. Not if if that's supposed to be base game. I definitely don't think they should be doing that. They didn't do it last game. They didn't do it in, in, uh, what was it, Uh, Sun and Moon. They didn't give us no Dexit garbage. Actually, they have done it before. Oh, really? And what, what, what game? Gen 5. Gen 5 to what? Gen 6? Gen 5, we had no way. Okay, so Gen 5, we also had Dexit. This is why Gen 8 is most relatable to Gen 5, by the way. And Gen 5 is my favorite generation. Just to put that out there. Generation 5 had a huge ba- huge backlash because a lot of people were angry that their po- favorite Pokemon were added into the game. But that being said, it opened they up fixed the it in- that we didn't have before. They Didn't they fix that in, in BW2? Yeah, Black and White 2. Which two. was a whole new game. Correct, but people didn't like Black and White because of that. 
that's what I just said. <laughs> but but anyway. that's what I'm saying. Like nobody nobody likes that. Why are you doing that? That's a really garbage practice. Also, I could have believed that back on the DS when we barely had space for games. But it's the Switch. Well, yes, I, I agree. You know, with the Switch, we should have probably had you know a much better game. I'm not praising Sword and Shield as my favorite ever Pokemon game. I put a lot of time into it, yes, because I play Pokemon competitively. But I don't think you know all the backlash that it received was warranted. But like, here's here's my problem. I feel at least I don't know if Habanero agrees with this, but um, I think that companies are getting away with this too much, or gaming companies in general are really trying kind of like this sneaky marketing tactic of like selling us DLC that's not really supposed to be DLC. Well, that's not the, that's at the end of the day when they see other companies doing it and banking off it as a business tactic, they're gonna try to do it. I mean, but like, shouldn't we as the consumer kind of like avoid that? Like, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I mean, so right. The point of deal, the point of DLCs is I saw it as a way of like keeping games at $60, right? So you keep a game at $60. So then you got the game and then fucking so, so avoid the game prices going up and then you just sell DLCs later. So that games aren't fucking a hundred dollars or $120, but that's just not true. Like look at this new gen of stuff. Like these new gen games are seventy dollars for like the PS5 and the Xbox. Like yeah. so, it's it's like no longer a practice to keep games at sixty bucks. It's just money grabbing. It's it's all I it agree. is. It's just money grabbing, and just we're just gonna save ourselves the brain power having to come up with a complete game and complete DLCs. We're just gonna come up with half a game and then sell you two half games as a DLCs. Like, yeah, because that's the new business model of the company. Business model of the company. Sorry. Now um, I don't game remember Freak the last time I saw a sixty dollar game. I really don't. Well, the la- the the last time I saw one was probably in the PS4. But what I was gonna say was that I now I don't think Game Freak's the worst at doing this. I just think that that was a very egregious example of them doing it, where it's like, oh, here's half the roster, because like the game well, couldn't I mean, handle it the first time is what they told us, and then they're like, oh, but here's the rest of the game. Dang. Well, that's because I honestly, I'm a firm believer. Thank you. I, actually, I mean, mm-hmm. the DLC was worth it. I mean, did yes, you play? I do believe that the Tundra was good, but my issue is like, why not just have that as an update, like the extra, the extra Pokemon? Because if you're trying to make a game survive, yeah. if you're trying to make a game survive, you're not going to release everything on the first year. It's fine if it came out with the DLC, but I'm saying like the up, it should have been an update, not part of the DLC. It could have come out in the same time frame as the DLC. But have it be an update instead of like, oh, you but have to pay for the, it. Oh, but this is why you're actually wrong. The Pokemon themselves, you don't need to have the DLC to get it. Well, yeah, but, but you need the DLC to be able to catch them yourselves. If not, you'll have that to trade with them. That is also not true. That is also not true. Okay, so you're able to catch all of the Pokemon. You're able to catch all the Pokemon from the DLCs. That's why you have the wonderful little uh, Y-Link. Or you can join people on raids. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about wildlings. I'm talking about walking through the grass and finding Pokemon. I'll actually have you know, if you if you would have played the DLCs, actually, you would have known that not mm. all the Pokemon that can be found inside the Crown Tundra, the, Arm of the, the Isle of Armor, sorry, can be found in the grass. They're actually raid-specific ones. All right, changing topics a little bit. <laughs> changing topics a little bit to cool stuff down. Well, throwing it right back into the frying pan here. Season 11 <laughs> of uh, League of Legends just started. And that's been Don't a play hot button Don't. because of all the Don't play changes. League of Legends. 
<laughs> your thoughts? Know. These are all, um, I believe, all of your platinum plus, correct? Uh, yeah. No, uh, stay away. Gold, don't, don't, don't touch it. Gold to platinum plus. Uh, so go ahead. <laughs> why? Why, right? I want to know why. Why you decided to make these items that are super hyper mega broken that give champions abilities that they never were intended to have? And why do you think it's balanced? Does anyone here think any of the new items are balanced? Any of the items? No, and that's why I have uh, stopped playing on Summoner's Rift uh, as of lately, and I just... He only play. does a Yeah, I've actually, been playing. I've actually been playing a lot of ARAMs as well. I don't, I don't feel like League is in a good state right now. I feel like once the items are tuned to their actual levels that they're supposed to be at is when maybe I'll jump back in. But even now, see, the season started yesterday. Um, I actually do not see myself doing my, pro my promotionals or provisionals anytime soon. Uh, I, uh, until everything levels yeah, out. At the, at the state leagues in right now, I'm going to wait until they just... Like, they're going to have like all these big drastic changes for the start of the season, and then it's not going to matter because they're going to scrap it all by the time midseason rolls around, and it's going to have some of the reps going to look completely different again. Exactly. It's not going to be the same game again. Oh, I'm not going to bother I, with the items. <laughs> Funny enough, I've been doing my provisionals like the maniac I am. I'm at, uh, I'm at six games so far deep into the season, four losses, two wins, having a terrible time. Um, and I'll tell you right now, games are all about the snowball. Whoever gets like the first blood and starts the snowball pretty much wins the game. As long as your opponent is un or your opponent's knowledge level isn't to the point where he knows to stop feeding or she knows to stop feeding, um you're pretty much just going to take the game and run with it. There there's no there's nothing you can do once an I once somebody gets their mythic and a legendary, for the most part it's done. Especially with combos like Death Stand, Starex Gauge, and Gore Drinker, they're just abusive. Like, what are you doing to that, Pengi? What are, what are you doing? No, to you, that? you can't actually do anything because at that point, even if you build any sort of uh, of Grievous Wounds, if okay, so Grievous Wounds cuts the healing by fifty percent. At that point, they're 40. healing like it's forty. Crazy forty. 40? It's sixty percent when they're below half. 40%. Oh, okay, there you go. Forty to sixty percent, but even at that point, when they have that many healing items, items. Uh, 40 to 60 percent of a thousand is still 600 or 400 they're still healing <laughs> like, for another you're still healing a ton yeah. like the average champion champion right now uh has about let's see with that build i would like, say 3500 hp nah, it'd probably be like 2.5k nah full build you're like at 3.5 oh at full build yeah no yeah probably like full build. Build, yeah. yeah so like at that point you're actually healing more than 400, 600. I actually seen people. I've seen Olaf's, for example, heal for like a thousand HP. It's like just residual healing, just slamming into people. It's there's not much you can do even with the Grievous. And Grievous Wounds is in such a terrible spot for this type of build to be out right now. It just needs a whole like revamp. Um, what do you think, uh, Habanero? Like, do you think there's any builds that can kind of compete with that? <laughs> like, just what, like just super sustained builds? I don't know. They just doesn't. Feel like like it's either you delete them before they can press a button and like out sustain you, or they're that's it. Like once they get going, those type of champs with those items, they just keep going. Like you can't kill them. It's like you you play against the Aatrox and it doesn't die, and then you're like, oh man, I kind of glad that they removed this ability to just resurrect. Not actually die because <laughs> then having to fight that twice, it's just why well, do you have teammates? Like, what, do you need, what do you need teammates for? Like the game of Aatrox. Um, we actually have some Aatrox changes on PBE right now. 
so their their ideas they're gonna move a lot of his healing from his ult. They're gonna keep the the heal from on his ult like the spell vamp, but they're gonna cut it to seventy percent. They're actually gonna move some of that to his E. So his E not, his E already has a healing passive on. Passively. Yes, like ten uh, percent I think at level one. Yeah, it's yeah, but once you hit max E, once you max your E, which is usually the second ability you max, um, this is how it's gonna work. You're gonna have your physical vamp already as is, and next to it, you're gonna have a separate physical vamp that adds on top of that when you're in the state of world ender. So double healing. Yes. So essentially, it's a lot stronger than it was before. It's a nerf early game, but late game, you probably heal. You're gonna be healing more than you were before. Wow, that's uh, that's actually kind of fucking nutty, and I feel like it actually just adds to the to the problem. It does add to the problem. It was right now. It's a great example of uh, how Riot doesn't know how to fix a champion or you know fix the game. Like, it's it's just it's disgusting. <laughs> Riot's uh, Riot's uh, inability to make a balanced game. Well, actually, you know what? Uh, scratch that. I think they don't want to make a balanced game. I think Riot's never no, of course not. Like, with that intention. Of course, look at Viego. Look at Viego was just revealed. <laughs> what do you guys mean? What do you mean by that? Like, what is? What do you mean by like Riot doesn't want to make a balanced game? Like, okay. I don't think they've ever done a good job at doing that. But like, why do you feel like they don't want to make a balanced game? Okay, so in my opinion, I think Riot's philosophy isn't to make a balanced game because, in at least in their eyes, I think um, a balanced game kind of gets stale and boring because then people kind of just adapt to it. What they kind of want to do is shake up the game constantly. So it's kind of in this state of like somebody's always broken out the ass. Somebody's always dog tier and somebody's always pretty good or on that bubble of being amazing. And I feel like that's what Riot wants because then you have rotating champions and you don't feel into this paper uh, scissor rock mentality. But you it's also, ironic. Um, you also mm -hmm. do make more money that way as well. Yeah, because people, new champs run into the spotlight and you know, given Riot's history of champ releases that have either come out absolutely brain-dead broken or normal. Like, Rel was pretty normal. Rel, Rel was a fine release. But then you have champions like Samira who come out on release and receive, like, what, uh, like, six nerfs back-to-back-to-back-to-back? All sorts of shit. But So what, what you're saying is, like, oh, right, it's like, okay, we're going to just shift the meta in this direction, make this completely broken... So that people who like are used to playing that kind of champion who maybe have stepped away from the game, like, oh shit, fuck yeah, I love playing like this. I'm gonna play the game a bunch now. Exactly. That's what I think Riot wants to happen. I don't I don't I, think I they... actually do agree with that. I mean, as a business, I think as a business tactic from like my perspective, uh, if I have this group of champions doing well, I can make skins for all these champions, and people do main these champions, so they're gonna start buying all those skins. Um, which also leads me to this. When was the last time you guys saw a 750 skin? Oh my either. god. They're extinct. It's, well, like, 750 skins are, like, they, they're out. They're just chromas now, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Pretty I much. agree with that. But, I mean, at the same time, but, well, maybe 750 was a bad example because, yeah, all 750 skins are chromas. What I meant to say, what, what I actually mean is the 975 skin. I haven't seen a 975 skin in ages. Everything's yeah. been, like, 1350 or higher. You're not wrong. It's just increased costs. And like some of these skins like don't feel like 1350. Like this is like take away like a couple particles. This is a 975 skin, which is still yeah, cool, but like have, not 1350. 
No, exactly. And then you have these skins that are like 1820 that make the 3150 skins look like actual shit. Example, um, recently through a chest, I actually got the new Katarina skin, uh, the Battle Queen Katarina. That skin is amazing. You can change the color of your sword. She has her own voice dialogue. She has backing animations. She has unique animations for every single sword. So yes, five, five or six swords. That's four abilities per, per sword. Look at uh, look at Pulsefire by comparison. Ass. Yeah, Pulsefire. Pulsefire should actually be a nine seventy five, a thirteen fifty skin. I do not see. I do not understand why Riot hasn't dropped the price on that as of yet. Reason that means RP refunds. RP refund. Well, actually, that's if they want to. <laughs> um, Design Viking. Uh, did you, were you going to throw us a new topic? Uh, yeah. So to finish off um, this first uh, episode of ours. Let's talk about um, some of the top games of the year. Um, there's been several lists and everything. And actually, number one on the list was Hades, a game that you actually reviewed recently, Doggo. Um, it, it came out in September after an early access, right? And it beat out games like... Uh, it beat out Last of Us 2. It beat out Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It beat out, um, even surprisingly, uh, like Fall Guys, which was big out of nowhere. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Uh, I actually haven't played the game. Uh, I didn't hear about it at all until it won Game of the Year, and then I kind of heard uh, like everywhere from it. So I, I, I don't even know what to expect from it. I'm gonna actually have to sit down and look it up. Yeah, you I'm haven't seen my review, Habanero. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm actually gonna also have to sit down on this one. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you both didn't see my review. I'm so fucking hurt. That, that's right. If you two haven't heard anything about Hades, make sure to check out Hidden Dogo's uh, review on the game. Is it over? Is it overhyped? Question mark. Oh, cool. I hate both of you. <laughs> so, huh? Huh? Uh, Design Viking. Uh, as far as game of the year contender, I feel like game of the year. This time around was kind of stifled, mostly due to to COVID nineteen. There, I feel like there weren't an amazing amount of games. I think if Cyberpunk had had a better release, it would have done better. I feel if Last of Us Part Two had less controversy surrounding it, it probably would have done better. Yeah. Um, I feel like Ghost of Tsushima, if more people had played the game or looked it up, probably would have done better. Um, Hades winning is kind of like. The Hades, it's not a slap. (laughs) It's 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 kind of like he was the best option out of an okay pool of contestants that could have been great. He was the best option. He Hades didn't win because it's like this magnum opus of gaming. It won because everyone around it was was either controversy or bugged out the ass. So if or unheard of, since you since you played the game. Yeah. Um, what aspect of the game did you like the most? Yeah, like if I've never played it, like what's gameplay like similar to, if anything, or if it's its own thing? Like it plays like a hack and slash. So if you've ever like imagine a two D version of God of War, so you're kind of like smashing through things. Except I wish there was more interactivity between you and the enemies. Yeah. To, to me, it kind of looks Diablo esque. I mean, from my opinion, it kind of looks like a Diablo esque mm-hmm. game. It, it, you could also compare it to, to Diablo, but the reason I would compare it more to God of War is because the story and the intrigue are yeah. probably my favorite parts about it. Every run, you kind of learn a little bit more about the main character and a little bit more about the plot, and that's kind of 
the best part about it. And also the dating simulator aspects are kind of funny and interesting. Okay, okay. Um, if Did, you could change anything about the game, what would you change? Uh, gameplay loop. Uh, gameplay gameplay loop? loop every day of the week. Uh, gameplay devolves into smash, smash, light attack over and over again, and dash. Because there's no stamina. Like, I know, Habanero, you've played Dark Souls, and I think you have yeah. too, Chili. Uh, have you played Dark Souls Design Viking? I um, sadly have only ever gotten to the Taurus Demon at the beginning. It's okay. Uh, one day uh, we'll, we'll play through together. Final question regarding, uh, regarding Hades. Um, so from your dog review, how many dog biscuits out of five would you give it? I'd give it... Uh, I want to say four dog biscuits out of five. Okay, that's, that's pretty good. It's not bad. I mean, it's not a bad game. Of course, it won Game of the Year, so at some level it has to be good. But I feel like it just had a lot lacking. It's a $20 game, so I can recommend it to anyone. It's worth the money, absolutely. My problem becomes when your gameplay loop is just Smash X and Smash Light Attack or Smash Square yeah. X. Yeah, because so then you get this endless loop of, yeah, I can feel you. Because that's why I was saying I think there should be a stamina system like in Dark Souls where you can kind of like have to make a decision instead of just... Just keep mashing it. There's no. So what? Just like, like balancing oversight. Yeah, balancing oversight and balancing gameplay. But uh, yeah, I think Hades deserves it. But at the same time, I wish everyone around it had kind yeah. of been elevated or had not had so many issues. So we well, now, I, now I'm looking game. forward to uh, watching the review. The, the review, the Hidden Dogo <laughs> Hades review. Now that I've kind of got like the tldr from it i'm gonna actually go and watch it and i suggest we all do the same all right. Is that yeah so that brings us to the end of the first episode of the sit down hopefully all you guys enjoy it make sure to check it out leave comments below on what you want to hear about next any topics that you guys want to hear from us um all right say goodbye everyone all right chill it guys pepper noises woof woof mother <laughs>